morning, everybody. So today we're covering easily the most famous chapter in this letter, probably the most famous chapter in verse in all of the letters, and possibly maybe top top ten most famous parts of the entire Bible. If we were, you know, in terms of big chunks, it's used in weddings, it's used in cliche speeches, it's overused. But 1 Corinthians 13 is deserving of that. It is a brilliant chapter with some brilliant language that has obviously come down to us and people have used it time and time again because even if people aren't Christians, there's something in it that just is right. However, in context, remember, this chapter, chapter 13, comes right after Paul's chapter laying out the importance and value of spiritual gifts. So it's not taken apart. It is part of that body of work. And and even though it stands on its own really well, look at it in light of chapter 12. Look at 12 and 13 together. Paul's going through all these spiritual gifts, gifts to help the church, etc., etc. And then finally he says, but chapter 13, this is the best one. This is the best way. So read Corinthians 13, verses 1 to 3. So you've probably read that. Or if you've not read it, you've probably heard it enough for it to kind of lose its impact. But read it again and see it in light that Paul is explaining what spiritual gifts the church should be seeking. Don't read it just as, oh, it's nice, love is kind and all that stuff. Read it as, this is the spiritual gift you should all be praying after and seeking after. Does that change these first verses for you a little bit? Does it make us see spiritual gifts a little differently? Because look what he says, if I have tongues, if I prophesy, if I have faith that moves mountains. And these are, as they are today, you know, the, the gifts in Corinth that the Christians would have wanted all the time show the spiritual proof and closeness to Christ. And Paul says... Tongues, prophecy, mountain-moving faith, worthless, worth absolutely nothing whatsoever if the person with those gifts, with all that talent, doesn't love. So supernatural gifts are important. Tongues have their place, prophecy has its place, faith, you know, has its deep purpose. But if we have all of that, but we don't love other people, we are worth nothing. So in Corinth, like we said before, religious rituals would be marked by loud crying, trances, strange utterances, ecstatic dancing, much like some Christian gatherings today. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that when this happens in church, it's just hype or emotional manipulation. But when you read 1 Corinthians 12 and 13, it makes it really clear these are less important both to you as the individual and you as the whole church, than loving one another. Because from love comes everything else. So, just take a minute. How do you feel about spiritual gifts? Is it something you are seeking? Is it something that you have been told so much that you now resent being told to seek it? Do you feel there is too much or too little emphasis on them in the church today? So have a read of verses 4 to 7. So that most famous of verses from Paul's letters. And it stands alone. It speaks a lot of truth. It is exemplified in all Christ does. Now our culture is not patient. It 
It rushes to get things done. It is often ruthless. It certainly breeds envy for more. Social media pushes us to boast and boast constantly. Our world is very proud and very selfish. There's anger all over the news and the world holds a record of wrongs that runs very deep. Our culture does not quickly forgive the wrongs of the past. It doesn't easily forgive stupid things that we do when we're young. And yes, some things do definitely need to be rectified and some injustices need to come to light and then put right. But not every single wrong needs to be avenged. And as Christians, we need to understand that. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. So how do you love? Are you patient and kind? Do you forgive wrongs? Do you persevere in love? So that love these days is often shown and explored in ways that are defined by feelings, excitement, the rush of compatibility. Love in our media and in our culture is not often taught, you know, as a thing to persevere after. It's, it's, it's taught as a thing that comes suddenly and may go. Love is hard work, and that's why Paul is bringing it up as the greatest of all the gifts of the Spirit. Love is why Jesus went to the cross. Love is why Jesus teaches that we are to forgive not seven times, but 70 times, seven times. Again and again and again. Love is not a feeling that comes and goes. It is a great, strong choice backed by the greatest of gifts from the Spirit of God. So read verses 8 to 10. So Paul is looking forward to the end times when God will make all things new. And prophecies will eventually stop and speaking in tongues won't be necessary anymore. Special words of knowledge won't happen anymore. They won't be needed. He says this because, as with all gifts, we're seeing snippets in part of what is to come. He says we know in part and so we prophesy in part. But when Christ returns and we are made like him, completeness will come and all the tongues and words and prophecies that we have now won't be necessary. But love, which is the truest indicator of Jesus, what flows from him, will always be there. It will always be necessary. It will be eternally there. And Paul uses this image of childlike understanding to define how we understand the ways of God now. But one day we'll see him and know fully, and then all else will fall away except faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is love, faith in Christ, hope in the resurrection and the salvation, and love, love from the Spirit, love for others, love for the Lord, love that made possible the faith and hope in the first place. I spent so long going to big church things, just wanting to experience the super supernatural stuff. And I never did. At least I can't recall a time when I did. And I kind of think... Is because really that is not important not really not next to love the most important thing we as christians can do is seek to grow in the love of christ so that the love of christ flows out from our lives into those around us all the supernatural stuff that can come later because if we don't have love we're worth nothing <laughs>